Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. All right, welcome back in to the PDQ Restaurant Point of Sale postgame show. Rob Ellis, John Ritchie. Eagles win this one 24-8 over the Washington Commanders as he does each and every, after each and every Eagles game. We uh, go now to the Go Birds Insider. That would be Elliot Shore Parks, who was down there in D.C. Elliot, I always like to get the feel first of what the the stadium was like mm-hmm. before we get into the X's and O's and all that kind of stuff. But it, it seemed, watching it on TV, listening to it right here on WIP, that it was very heavy Eagles fans, as we expected. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I've been to Washington uh, maybe eight or nine times now, and normally Eagles fans always show up. Washington has, you know, a pretty bad fan base. But today was probably the the most Eagles fans I've ever seen. I think it, it almost felt like the Super Bowl in terms of it being legitimately 50-50. And then by the end of the game, it was probably 80% Eagles fans. So, yeah, I mean, Carson was booed at one point. Uh, the the Washington offense was on the field, and the chant in the stadium was defense. So, yeah, I mean, it felt like a uh, an Eagles home game. What's the team's mindset right now? How does it feel in that locker room? When we talked to Miles Sanders, he seemed like he was – upset with the team's performance because of the scoring drought in the second half. But what's the mindset of the team? Yeah, so I think overall, I mean, when I'm in that locker room when I was in there today, like it's definitely a positive locker room. Like I think they, they feel good about the fact they're 3-0. and uh, You know, just the feeling of how they interact with each other is very positive. But to what you were saying about Miles Sanders, I mean, I do think from the offensive side of the ball, this is now the third game where they have not had a good second half. So it's something Jalen really harps on a lot. Um, I'm not surprised to see Miles uh, say it. I believe that's what Jalen said to the team when he broke the huddle down uh, in the locker room after the game. So mm-hmm. I think there's probably some frustration in that. But just in terms of overall team vibe, I mean, it's the best I've seen since, since 2017. How is uh, Dallas Goddard's health? We uh, had an yeah. an- He had a little ankle thing going on today. What What's he look like? Yeah, so – he did come back in the game, if if I'm not mistaken, and I saw him in the in the locker room. Yeah, I saw him in the locker room. He didn't have it uh, wrapped up. He wasn't limping or anything Good. like that. Sometimes with these ankle injuries, even if they come back in, you'll you'll see in the locker room that you know they have a boot on or, sure. or, or ice or something like that. But he seems fine. Um, 
something to monitor just because throughout the week, you know, the adrenaline of game day goes away. Maybe it swells up. But I, I think he seems like he avoided any type of serious injury. Is he being underutilized thus far this season? Um, you know, it reminds me of back in week one where, uh, you know, A.J. had all those yards and it was, well, we're not getting Devontae involved. And today, it's, well, Devontae had a ton, so, you know, it wasn't Goddard today. I think with this offense, it's just going to be that, you know, different guys each week. And that's probably a sign of a good offense. I mean, how long has it been with the Eagles since, you know, we were able to sit in the postgame show and go like, well, they could go to, you know, four different players and they could trust them to have big games. So I don't know if I want to say Goddard is being underutilized because the offense, for the most part, is pretty successful. And you saw what Devontae did today. I just think so far it hasn't been his week where he puts up big numbers. Ellie, yeah. you felt like it was it was building in the first, right? And, but then yeah. in the second, the explosion happens. What, what, what was your sense of, of kind of where things were heading offensively for the Eagles in that second quarter? Yeah, I, I thought that today was not Jalen's best game. Um, I thought early on he had some accuracy issues, which is something he's not had the first two weeks. And early on, it kind of felt like watching the team from last year, where the defense was dominating a bad quarterback and the offense was just kind of, you know, barely getting things done. But I think it says a lot about where Jalen is at in his development that I can sit here in the postgame show and say, I didn't think he had his best day, and he still had three passing touchdowns and over 300 yards. So Mm -hmm. I thought that they left some plays on the field. Um, Like I said, early on, Jalen I thought had some accuracy issues, but ultimately, like, the the Washington tackling was bad, and they got it turned around. So you're right. I mean, the second quarter, I mean, obviously at halftime, it felt like the game was completely over. From what I can gather, it sounds like Jalen called the play for the touchdown to Devontae Smith. Yeah. Do we know how often Jalen actually calls the plays? Is it just in two-minute offense, uh, or is it more often than that? Yeah, so – Jalen does have freedom at the line of scrimmage to audible. Uh, it's something that Nick talks about a lot in terms of, and really Jason Kelsey talked about it too, that Jalen often, I don't want to say often, but he will get them out of looks at the line of scrimmage if they don't like what he's, if he doesn't like what he's seeing from the defense. So it is something he does, um, I don't want to say like frequently, but it's definitely part of his game for these first three weeks. The Devontae touchdown, uh, I thought that was super impressive. I mean, Jalen's in his second year as a full-time starter. The clock is ticking down. You know, it's at two seconds, three seconds. He's still kind of getting people going, and he gets the ball off, and he and he calls, and he obviously gets the touchdown. I thought he looked like like a veteran quarterback there, so I thought it was yeah. a great sign for his development that he pulled that off. Did the D line prove that they're better than we thought, or was the production uh, sack production nine sacks? Yeah. Was that more uh, like accounted for by Carson Wentz being dumb and the <laughs> offensive line not being able to protect him? Yeah, look, Carson certainly played a role in those nine sacks. I mean, I don't know how much we want to talk about Carson, but I thought it was, like, eye-opening how much how bad he is now. Like, he struggled at, <laughs> with – in Philly, he struggled with it for sure. But, like, it was almost kind of tragic watching him out there when you think of, like, what he was from 2017 to where he is now. So Carson played a role in that. But I think the Eagles will tell you that through the first two games, they were winning their one-on-one matchups, but – the quarterbacks are getting it out quickly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to get nine sacks most weeks, obviously. But I think what you saw is when a quarterback holds onto the ball against this defensive line, they're going to get home. And then that's what happened today. Elliot, I think we went into this saying, all right, well, maybe he gets up because it's the Eagles. Maybe you get a yeah. glimpse of 2017. I will tell you, that was 100% 2020 Carson Wentz. I mean, he yeah. he's cooked, man. It It is over. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. I agree that there was, you know, part of me that's like, well, maybe, you know, they'll play hard for him and maybe he'll get up. But then you remember 
from the time covering him post-injury, like, he never won big games. Like, whenever they would go in, we would go into a game, you know, to, to, uh, to talk about it, we're always like, well, this is a big one. Is Carson going to win it? And he never did. So, to a certain extent, it shouldn't be surprising. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, that was that was bad. Like, that was worse than 2020 Carson. I mean, you know, the Washington has talent. Like, they have talented mm-hmm. receivers. The line didn't play great, but he looked lost. He held on to it too late. I mean, there was a certain point where I wondered if they were going to bench him. You would think they want to avoid that at all costs, especially today, but he was that bad early on. What is the Eagles' biggest weakness? So at this point, I would say their biggest weakness has been their second-half performances. Um, I think that, you know, I I might try to ask Sirianni this tomorrow, but I'd be interested to know if they're pulling back since they have big leads, but you look at where they've been in the first half. I mean, the first half of of each game, it's gone in kind of being like, all right, this game's over. And then they're unable to kind of give that final like knockout blow to really make it over uh, in the third quarter. So I think that um, the second half is one. And then the other one is just lack of playoff experience. But there's nothing they can really do about that uh, until the postseason. Hey, Elliot, we, we saw a sack and a half, a half from Reddick, And we saw him involved yeah. in close a couple other times today. Was this him and, and, and maybe Jonathan Gannon and the defensive staff just starting to sort of figure out what's best for him, or was it just kind of one of those games where everything we just talked about, Wentz holds it too long, their offensive mm-hmm. line isn't great. It, it, where would you, you know, if you had to, you know, kind of parse out the, yeah. the success level? I think he just played better. I mean, when I, when I watched the Detroit and uh, Minnesota game, I didn't look and see, like, that he was being misused. I didn't see that he was, like, getting really close. To me, it just looked like he wasn't playing well, and I think he would probably tell you that. Like, he's talked about leaving plays on the field and, and those type of things. So, um, I, yeah, today I think it was just a matter of, yes, Carson holding it longer certainly helped the whole defensive line, but I think he just won his matchup today. And, uh, you know, he played like the guy that they paid $30 million to today. No question about it. Well, listen, Elliot, we're looking forward to get another great storyline next week with Doug P uh, yeah. coming here as well. But that was uh, – that was a that was an interesting one for sure. Um, but just lastly on the on the second halves, and I know you touched on it, and and I we talked to Miles Sanders a little bit earlier. It was almost the first thing that he brought up, and I know yeah. Jalen Hurts brought it up. You personally, concern level, where would you put it at? How much of it is just hey, this is ebb and flow of the game, and frankly, they were they were pulling away in this thing. Where, where are you at with yeah. that? Yeah. So I think like on a large scale, you look at this team and go, they've exceeded every expectation and they look like one of the best teams in the league. So I think like that's the blanket statement. But then when you go, okay, well, what can they get better at? I think it is the second half. So I don't think second half performances right now is something I view as like a major flaw. Like it's not like the lack of a pass rush or the offensive line struggling. I think it's, you know, kind of circumstantial. They've been up big, you know, all those types of things. But yeah, I mean, I think right now it's uh it's something where, yeah, it's probably their biggest weakness, but I don't view it as something that's going to, you know, keep them from being the one seed or keep them out of the playoffs or anything like that. I think it's something they'll correct when, when the time comes and they're not up big in the first half. All right, Elliot, appreciate it, man. Always good talking to you. We'll check you out. Go Birds podcast with, with James Seltzer and, of course, Go Birds on Saturdays and all the hits that you do throughout the week on all the shows. Thanks for your time, Elliot. Yep, awesome. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, all right, Elliot. you got it. Catch his work at 94WIP.com. 